don't sing the song. <clears throat> no, the song's done, apparently. Yeah. It never happens. But we still have the oohs and ahs. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's the theme song, really. You made it. I wonder who misses the theme song. Oh, I hope you all miss it. I saw Emily Wexler this week. Yeah. And she knows everything because she's a pod head. She's a pod head. Yeah, I love that. I know, it's nice, but also, you know, it's weird when you see someone you haven't seen in a while and you want to, like... Talk about stuff. Yeah, like, they already you know already everything, yeah. yeah. But then you can just listen to what's going on with them and stuff. With going on with them and stuff. Yeah. Um, Emily was in an incredible show. I saw literally an incredible this show. This past week? Mm-hmm. How dare you? I know, and I almost didn't go. Yeah. Because I saw kind of Instagram whisperings of it which was a it's a show at performance space new york curated by mariah evans Uh that was um just a mixed bill with um tavish who's maggie's boyfriend tavish miller okay you don't know tavish i'm trying to see if i'm trying to think if i've seen if i saw anything about this show happening oh interesting but we had tavish on um ogemdi Uday, is that right? Maybe. Don't look at me. I think I have the last name wrong, but then um, uh, Yvonne Meyer made a thing for Emily Wexler, and then Test Warman also did a solo. And it all happened around this huge table. Like they built a table out of like riser sections. So it was uh-huh. just these platforms. That was like a long runway. Okay. And then we were all seated around it as if we That's were at nice. some giant table. It was wonderful and everyone <clears throat> was there <laughs> when i mean was this? it was on wednesday yesterday wait no tuesday yeah today's thursday yeah it was on tuesday and it was like Stuart and maggie were there russell and i were going to go see hamlet with sean swazi the opera but then i did a little research about it that morning uh-huh. and i was like i absolutely don't want to see this <laughs> and the only reason i'd go is to like keep people company but then sean bailed out i was like i'm deaf we're not going like uh-huh. i'm not seeing this and it looks truly unbearable i don't think i've seen anything about that either. no it's like a it's a met debut kind of thing they i think the original production happened in like scotland or something or i don't know in england somewhere and then now it's come to the met and i did some listening to it. i said no thank you great no thank you nope and also endless, endlessly long. Yeah. Opera. Opera. <clears throat> so, went to this wonderful show, and I get I mean, it was just so good. Everyone just did such great. It was like your like a fantasy downtown experience. It was a fantasy yeah. family reunion downtown, what have you? That's so nice. Tess did this amazing thing in this like character she does, who's like some kind of. He's like a mafioso um, fine art dealer or like fine art maker. It's hard to say. But she she comes in and kind of like confronts the audience and screams at everybody and then gets to the piece of art, which was a Metro card taped onto a brick that was on a like literal on a pedestal with a little placard. Uh And (laughs) Tess brought it around and held it up to people and was like, how much you think this is worth? And I was like, two fifty. I like forgot. I don't even know how much MetroCard costs anymore. Um, I have no idea. I just my phone does it. 
Right, I have Easy Pay Express, so I don't know anymore. But then John Hubiar was like three seventy five. Anyways, it was. Tess was like, after asking people, like, what do you think this is worth? They were like, um. I don't remember how it happened, but they were like, they said something about adding time or adding value. It adds. I don't remember. It was so funny. <laughs> I, I can't remember, but it was so funny. That is so funny. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> and then Anvo did this piece where they they sort of catwalked along the table in these like seven inch platform patent pleather high heels, red pleather. And prior to the piece beginning, I was like, wow, it really smells like pho in here. Like someone brought their dinner. Amazing. But what was happening was that Anvo was heating up a giant pot of stock and then brought the induction burner onto the stage with the soup. Uh And then Mariah started handing out cups of broth to people while Anvo did this piece where they sang a description of this like audition notice that someone had put out Mm. that was like, I saw an audition posting. And I guess the the person who posted the and they were they said it was like some established female choreographer who was asking that it please no divas need apply no divas need apply but compassionate weirdos please like that was uh-huh, how uh-huh. the audition notice was written. I love that. It's no poetry. It's hideous. <laughs> and so then they at a certain point got out of the shoes and. St- stood over the pot of boiling soup okay and took off all their clothes and just gyrated for a really long time yeah and until like sweat was pouring down their back like down their butt crack and Amazing. it was incredible i love that yeah it was so good okay um, so here's the question were people yeah. wearing masks yes and eating soup I guess some people were sipping soup, but I mean... I mean, people eat in restaurants. Yeah. And so then... I mean, we didn't all get soup. Just a few people got soup. That's nice. Keep it exclusive. Exclusive. So then the last... Tavish... Tavish did a dance where he emerged from under the table, right where Stuart and Russell and I were sitting. Uh Uh-huh. And really scared Stuart. They've been under there the whole time. I don't know, actually. I didn't ask. Okay. But there would have been a way for them to crawl. Okay. Actually, maybe they'd been under there the whole time. And they got up on stage and they explained that they were going to do four karaoke songs. And that, you know, had put up five microphones around the space and said, please feel free to participate. Yeah. So you could sing along. Yeah. And first it was Barbie Girl. Okay. So is there a, a monitor with Yes. So it? there was a monitor at the front of the space with the text being projected. Okay, and then Tavish, projected on a wall. Is that what's happening? Our screen, I can't remember. Okay. And Tavish was wearing like a bathrobe and then had underpants on, but their balls were spilling out of the bathrobe. Uh-huh. So sometimes the bathrobe would open up and you'd just see like dangly balls. And there's something written on maybe their balls. I can't, it was vague. <laughs> that seems and then hard to decipher. They had a like a fog tube machine. And right. so. Tavish kicked the controllers at me and was like, you control the fog. And then... Ugh, so fun. And then we did Barbie Girl. We? Well, people sang Barbie Girl. And you were fogging, so we... I was fogging. 
And then Tavish, the next song they did was some like punk song that nobody knew, uh-huh. but it had some weird text in it about like going down on someone. And I was like, I wonder if that's the real text. And then the third song was Feel Like a Woman, Shania Twain. And in the middle of the song, suddenly the text was went haywire and was like, you know, when she starts listing things in the song, uh-huh. like, cousin reaction, and I don't know what the real words of the song are, but suddenly it was like making a pipe bomb, bombing the Senate. Oh, right. And it was just great. I was screaming with laughter. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. That is so fun. Anyways. And then afterwards there was a lovely gathering in the garden outside and like, it so was nice. so nice. Brian Rogers was there. Is this a garden on the ground floor of the building? Outside, yeah. Yeah, yeah, floor, yeah, yeah. Like to the side. Yeah. Ned and, I've Ned. literally only been there once for like opening gala. I've that was the first time I've ever been since the it's renovation. Space. Well, honestly, I don't even know I didn't get a tour. But I like the space I was in seemed small, but I'm assuming oh, okay. there's more to it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was imagining it in a large space. And that was long. So it was a long space. But anyways, I had a, I was really felt like a return to something. And yeah, also that like sounds like so much fun. To look around the table and see so many wonderful familiar faces and it was so nice. That is so good. Gia was there. And um Jessica Cook was there. And everyone was there. Everyone was there. Yeah, I felt like that at Trisha, but I also felt like I was invisible because I was wearing a mask. And then after I left, I realized mm-hmm. I knew who all those people were. <laughs> we saw Trisha. But I definitely felt like I was invisible. A lot happened this week. Can you believe that was just last week? I know. feels ages ago. A million years ago. Like I had, we went to Trisha. I had breakfast with Pam Tanowitz. I saw... Doctor Strange, the film. Did you have breakfast with Pam before she saw Trisha Brown? Mm-hmm. That's nice. And then she started sending like ideas of inspiration based on the show. Oh, I I almost called her to be like, I have thoughts. I have thoughts. But I didn't. But I sh- now I feel like I should have. I should about I that mean. show or just about yeah, sort of inspired. I mean, in a way, I have critiques uh-huh. <laughs> inspired by that show mm-hmm. um, that I think we agree on, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a great show. Incredible. Yeah. Great, great show yeah. and wonderful dancers and wonderful things to look at, Rausch and Bird. You know, and I actually, I had this experience both times of really appreciating the diversity of dance perfection, I would say. Yeah. Because it, it really, I found it helpful in clarifying and not taking the dance for granted that like, you're like, Oh, I don't, that's not quite it. But I, and, and the kind of magic of, um, dance companies and dancers of different ages Mm. and like people coming into it and experience and growing and then also people aging. And it's, it's, it's a wild dynamic and and like resetting work on company right on you know the original work set on specific bodies 
versus work that's passed down. Over I mean, time. it's it is like all the ultimate complication of this model of dance company mm-hmm. where like the whole company's premise was that like it be a group of dancers surrounding a living entity who mm-hmm. like is involved in their creative process moving through right. time uh-huh. and then suddenly that time ends that yeah that center ends right and then it's like what is this now right and i think obviously merce was so like acutely aware of that that mm-hmm. he was like we're not doing this right. like this is this is the project and now the project is over uh-huh. the project ends with me I mean, obviously, the people involved said, no, we will carry it. They said, <laughs> we're going to keep going. Yeah. But. And I I think that, I mean, Martha <clears throat> kind of, Martha Graham felt the same of like, I'm going to destroy everything, everything on the way out. Right. And also didn't work. People are determined to preserve things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You mean. Not Martha Graham, but the other people around. Yeah, people right, who, like, right, right, adore right. the work as a thing apart. You know, Mar- like Martha is like her, her making work so that she could dance. Hmm. She's like, I can't dance anymore when I'm dead, so I'm gonna get rid of this stuff. Right, like, you go make make your own thing. I think I think that there's there's I think the combination is correct that like things aren't built outside of traditions and lineages and influences i mean obviously merce cunningham from martha graham that's one example of that Mm -hmm. but um and i mean the the pleasure of for me of seeing the show i'm like thank god oh me too i really like old stuff and so i'm I, i like to understand like where we came from yeah and so it's really helpful but i also I also think like there's there's the danger of getting really stuck mm-hmm. in like what it was and yeah. like what it should be. Right. And so it's always nice when people can like take what it was and then like evolve the idea. And I think that works Merce's work works very well with that, where like they they understand this construct of like using the material to make something new. Yeah. Because Merce was already yeah. doing that. Yeah. And so you can you can make a Merce Cunningham show and it can be his work, but also be something that no one's ever seen before. Yeah, it's so great. Which is so nice. Yeah. Um, which is not exactly like... I mean, Trisha's works are often so, like, framed. Uh-huh. You know, and it's sort of like, this is how it is. Yeah. And, like, this is the yeah. arc of the thing. And it's like... Yeah. So you can't really do that, but... Yeah, it's... it's um... Yeah, that's interesting. Because it's true, like, there's this way in which the documentation, for me, like, had held none of the experience. Mm. Like, no aspect of the experience of seeing the show, other than right. kind of, like, the steps. <clears throat> so, like, you could use it for people to learn. But the experience is completely absent from the documentation. Well, that's... I guess that's part because like Trisha and Rauschenberg were so savvy at like distorting the conventions of like mm-hmm. concert dance yeah. of being like sound doesn't have to come from just the one place. Right. Or like light doesn't have to come from just above in the sides. Like right. it can occur, it can like exist in this more spontaneous fashion. Yeah. And so that makes like 
our experience as the performers, like, really exciting and uncertain. Mm-hmm. It's not like we know, like, the orchestra's in the pit and the lights are above and to the side. Right. It's like right. something else, uh-huh. which is so nice. It's so nice. Smart people. But not, not conducive to being uh, pinned down. Right. Um, which is, you know, a case for it to be reperformed. Totally. Um, we need that. Tricky, tricky. Tricky, tricky. Um, wait, what else did we... What else happened? We saw Trisha Brown. And then we scurried on back home to check on this dog who's... How'd she sleeping do? Sleeping like a little baby right now. Oh, little baby. Oh my god. Yeah. Like a little weasel. Yeah. Um, uh, she was fine. Really? Yeah. So she can just be home. Yeah. She didn't do her... She didn't do a poo-poo pee-pee? No, that's not really a concern. I mean, yesterday we had some stormy weather, and she was so... I mean, she always gets so spooked by the stormy weather, but... We had the stormy ass You know, she didn't didn't go out for probably, like, (laughs) 15 hours. Yeah, and she said, I won't. She's like, I don't need that. Thank you so much, but I don't... I'm not going out there. James and I went to see Doctor Strange. This is a... This is a Marvel... Truly... Of the worst variety. Yeah, I, I would have, I, yeah. And I, you know, I think I enjoyed the first Doctor Strange because it was Tilda Swinton and... I don't think I did. There was, it was an origin story movie where yeah. we got to understand how Doctor Strange became... This was a Halloween spooktacular. Yeah. It was... Well, the, they seem to... I mean, all the TV shows are also very bad. It was um, very much like you'd occasionally look up and think... Am I watching, like, some iteration of Star Trek? Like, that's on yeah. UPN or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, UPN. That was a network. Yeah, that's vaguely familiar. It was like the WB. Right. <laughs> a later iteration. Yeah. Or an earlier. Yeah. Or the CW. Yeah, yeah. And it felt like that at times where you're just like, this is relentless, like, dumb special effects. And there was a whole section of the movie where um, Benedict Cumberbatch was, like, playing his own corpse that had been, what's that, exhumed. Uh-huh. And then, like, had to, he had to control the body of the corpse, which was now missing, sort of decomposed, and, like, part of the face was missing. So you're just seeing him talk with, like, just teeth on one side and no no flesh. Right. It was so stupid. <laughs> it was just so, like, dumb Halloween yeah, yeah. shit. And then... He he did this whole fight with like damned souls or something that like that were fighting against him, but then he was like, I'm gonna use the damned souls and they became his cape and then it was so dumb. It was so dumb. Yeah. I th- I mean, I guess in a way it's a relief. It seems like maybe these things are fading away. Maybe. And something else. No, I I don't think so. I think they just keep going. Like every (laughs) every second or third Marvel movie is very good, and then you know. Okay. Okay. Shang Chi, remember that one? Yeah. We love that. Yeah. But and I like the Avengers. Well, there's some good ones and some terrible ones. The Eternals, remember that? Horrible. They couldn't couldn't do it. No. Couldn't do it. But Charlize Theron made an appearance at the end in one of those little like after credits moments where like it seems that she's now going to be getting her own moment. Professor X, as played by Patrick Stewart, made an appearance. So the X-Men will now be moving into this Marvel universe. Wow, wow, wow. John Krasinski, as one of the Fantastic Four, makes an appearance. So that will now be a new property. 
they're getting you ready for infinity and beyond Marvel. Wow. It will never end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's it's sort of, it feels like people are going to, you can't go on like it has been. I don't know. I mean, it will continue, they'll continue to make things, people will continue to see them. Right. But I think they actually were making good things consistently and Uh building like a really strong thing. Yeah. And I think that that might be now they're grasping they're at like, straws. Oh, we can also like because what was the Aquaman? Oh wow, the terrible nightmare, and that made like but that is actually so much that money. is DC. It's you know whatever, but I think the lesson was like oh these things don't need to be good. Oh no, they don't. And, like they'll still gross it's like record breaking amounts of money. So really, but I don't think that's I don't think that's true long term. Okay. I think that, like, people start being like, I think I'm not going to pay $20 to go see a movie. Thank you. Uh, I saw also, this weekend with Stuart, we went and saw the new Fantastic Beasts movie. Which is, you know, okay. like, this I, sort of pre-Harry Potter. I thought Potter. there was one on HBO, too. But maybe I'm sure that's there an is. older one. Yeah, so there's three of them now. Okay. And the third one is... This is Eddie Redmayne? Yeah, oh, hideous. I, that's why I'm not he interested is, in watching The them. good thing about these movies is that they're, they are, like, moving the center away from Eddie Redmayne. Uh-huh. I think because they know it's sort of like a dead end. Like, uh-huh. what his character is meaningless anyways. Like, his character is just a means to facilitating a story about Dumbledore. Okay. And Dumbledore is Jude Law. Heaven. Of heaven. Forever. Heaven. And the story revolves around his relationship to, like, a, a Hogwarts classmate who has, like, darkness. Uh-huh. But they are in, they were in love as young people. Oh. Yes, young men. Very nice. It's a gay story. I love that. Like, quite overtly at this point. It was, a, it was sort of, like, hinted at initially. And now they're just like, in we were like in the, love. In the first of the fantasies. Right. And... And, well, or maybe Dumbledore first kind of started appearing in the second one. I don't remember. I honestly don't know. Okay. I mean, in my mind, like Dumbledore was Ewan McGregor, so like I clearly wasn't paying attention because then in this movie that I was like wrong. Jude Law. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then, the love interest, the bad guy, used to be played by Johnny Depp in the in the first ones. <gasps> Johnny Depp. Wow. I honestly can't get into that. Oh, I'm completely unattached to it as well. I don't I'm, know I'm, about it. I think I asked Jack this morning like are they done right i guess it's over it was six weeks no not the i'm like is this person gonna come back and do like movies and stuff <gasps> oh i have no idea i i mean i i they I were mean, my sense was like that was the whole point of fighting mm-hmm. a oh right like who can who can like, still have a career it's like none of you i mean she's been removed from aquaman he's been removed from fantastic beasts so yeah there you go now his character is played by a Northern European actor who you would definitely recognize, whose name is not with me at the moment, like Mads Mikkelsen or something. And he just stepped into the role, and I was like, good enough for me. It doesn't I matter. truly didn't care. Just put on a costume. Yep, put on a wig, put on a costume. It's like theater. Yep. <laughs> and um, it was kind of like, I liked the gay stuff. Sure. I liked... The music, the costumes were beautiful. The cinematography was very good. It looked really everything expensive, except, like, I couldn't care less about any of it at all. 
Okay, have you watched, what is this? You know what? Paige's Pages just told me about it because I stopped by Armistratus. And she was like, you got to watch The Serpent of Essex. there was this insane text stream weeks and weeks ago of just like, I was just like, what are you talking about? And then you did it? And then I turned it on and I fell asleep immediately. And then I tried it again and I was like, (gasps) oh, wow. I'm going to do it. She really sold it to me when I was eating wow, an orange wow. Yeah, it, the costumes. What is this show called? The, the Serpent Snakes? of Essex. Yeah, the Serpent of Ex- Essex, which Essex. is on Apple TV, I think. I can't. I don't know. I can't be sure of that, but um, I just watched my homework on Apple TV. Oh yeah, I was. I thought of that, and then I for- immediately forgot about it. Um, but yeah, the costumes are incredible. I think it's a good show. I'm excited. I, I like, like I like sort of pitching it as like it's bad but like the costumes. I love Claire Danes. I, like, I, I love Tom good. Hiddleston. Like Tom Hiddleston. Well, I like looking at him. Playing uh, the vicar. Oh love. Uh, he was in some yeah. like Jean Le Carré series about like the men in the tower, like the lighthouse or you know, something. And um he like showed his butt and I was like, I like that. So nice. Yeah. Um, anyways, okay. I so did my Coda, homework. You watched Coda. Yeah, so last night I was like, oh, I remember my homework. I'm doing it. And I had just come from seeing the Doctor Strange. And when, uh-huh. when we walked out of the movie theater, James and I, I looked out the windows. We were at Nighthawk in Windsor Terrace. And I thought we, we were happening upon the set of another movie filming because I had never seen Rain look so fake. Oh, like, it was lit with, like, what felt like floodlights. It must have been just very light, bright street lamps. Mm-hmm. And it was raining so hard that I was like, this is coming from cranes. Incredible. Like, this can't be real. And then we went outside and sat under the awning, and it smelled like fresh hell. Because, like, a sewage main had, Amazing. like, broken or something. So then, like, James started... City. James gagged a little, and I almost... I was, like, one tiny centimeter away from throwing up. So I was like, James, I'm sorry, we have to go inside. Because I was, like, gagging as well. Amazing. So we went and sat inside for a while. But then finally... The magic of New York City. The magic. It was a full cinema. I thought we were in the multiverse. I was like, we've entered in. (laughs) So anyways, I get home, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to, like, look at my iPad. And I was like, oh, my God, I have a movie I have to watch. I turn it on, and then I see the water in the boat. And I say, you know what? I need to take a shower and like get under the covers to watch this movie. Uh-huh. And I clean, I got everything all settled. I put the house down. I got my cup of water. I put it by my bed. I did the whole thing. Did you say I put the house down? I put the house down. That's nice. Yeah. Is that not a thing people say? I've never heard that before. But... It's like putting your, gonna... putting your child down for a nap, but <laughs> not to death. It's like putting your pet down. Yeah. To, for, a, for an eight hour nap. <laughs> Um, so I put the house down and I got in bed and I'm cozy and clean yeah. and windows are open and start the movie. And I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, I knew like, obviously like the plot is like so formulaic and obvious that I was like, yeah, I know this movie. Uh-huh. And then like, I was really taken aback because I was like, I sobbing for the whole time, essentially. Yes. The whole time. So my, yeah, my experience was like, this is exactly what I expected this movie exactly. to be. Exactly. There's nothing you won't expect. And I'm fully, like, sobbing through the whole movie. Well, I guess the one thing that is unexpected is how 
affecting the performances of the deaf actors are. And also that young woman who plays the coda, the child of deaf mm-hmm. adults, who is just so amazing. The performances are incredible. Yeah. The, except for I hated the music teacher, but also like I don't like depictions of teachers I like that. I think that, that character is uh, fairly correct, though. Maybe. That, yes, we don't like... It's we a very like kind that. of... Almost like resentful person. Yeah. Who's like thought that they were going to be something and also i was like oh okay so this is gay representation in the movie we come to find that this person is married with children i was like no they're not very gay so gay i was like this person is screaming at kids in a show choir essentially yeah yeah. and wearing like asymmetrical vests and i was like this person is gay (laughs) and they weren't yeah without a question without a question they weren't which i you know i kind of that's sort of better subverting the form yeah, subverting just... the form i mean it doesn't always have to be gay villains in all movies <laughs> although they were not the villain but they certainly behaved like one that's true they weren't the villain you yeah. know i think what really for me the real um the 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 intense feelings came with the the kind of i mean it's it's the line that the mother says of like if i was blind would you be a painter right this aspect of like right are like Oh, so you want to sing because I can't hear it. This kind of denial of the family. Well, also this... God, I had never really, like, thought about this scenario before of being, like, a hearing person in a unit of non-hearing people. Mm -hmm. And that she's basically like, I know that you would have preferred having another deaf child. And the mom's like, you're right. Like, when you were born, I hoped you were deaf. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, like, I'm at this point, I'm already like 45 minutes into nonstop sobbing. <laughs> so, like, every time anyone says anything, it just uh-huh. like resumes, like, the flood of tears, like, yeah. flying out of my yeah. eyeballs. Yeah. I mean, I fully soaked a dish rag in my snot and tears. It was crazy. Incredible. It was terrible. I, it gave me, like, a, a terrible headache. Oh, absolutely. I, I didn't like, even, I've slept very badly after the movie. I thought I had COVID. I took a COVID test. From crying so much. I I think it was just from crying, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, the brother, all the, like, emotional outpourings from the brother, like, killed me in a way where I was like, how, like, that the brother at times seems to be protecting her or defending her, but actually is kind of just, like, resenting her and being like, let her go because, like, I can be the savior of this family. It doesn't always have to be her. Right. Like I can do this. Right. Well, everyone has their blocks that they're, you know, the, this, this thing that she's ends up saying to her parents of like, you can do this. You just have to go do it. And, right. And going, seeing your, your deaf friends once a month is not a life. Right. Like you need to live here where you live and not, have me live it for you. It was so sad yeah. to, to see like how trapped she was in this situation of like, cause it really was like, yeah, you cannot leave these people. Like the boat scene where they got, where that mean lady so intense. didn't like say like, excuse me, the coast guard's calling. I was like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> I was like, you should, I hope you fall overboard. Yeah, that was that was a stress. But it also situation. like when that situation ended, I was like, it's true though. Like, 
they literally they need a hearing person to be with them in this process like it is dangerous for them to be out there just like silently sorting fish like it doesn't work clearly yeah i mean and those were the kinds of complexities that it was nice that the film could hold right um I mean, for me, that it was is the main the main devastation came with this this sense of her doing something that her parents could never understand, and then like you know when she does the performance and oh. they're like bored because they're like I don't what's going on and they, watching people, but also having a sense that like that sh- you know there's the woman that's crying. Right. And, like, the mother kind of was And like, the friend oh, who's really, like, enjoying it and telling them and she's like, good. she's good. Yeah. And also, like, the the way that they tried to turn it into, like, a visual experience initially by being like, she looks beautiful. Her dress matches the curtain. Uh-huh. I was like, I relate to this. Like, sometimes you just have to turn it into a visual experience because, like, sonically, it's, like, not something right. I can be interested right. in. And right. obviously, a performance like that, I probably can't be that interested in. Right. But... To not hear it at all, when they, like, go behind them and cut the sound, I was like, that, oh, I mean, obviously, scream. I screamed with tears. <laughs> I mean, it's, for me, it points to sort of what the movie could have been. Or, like, oh, this could have been... In silence. A good movie. Well, I thought that at several points, I was like, can we just have a little more quiet in this movie? I mean, can you imagine? I mean, for me, there like, formally, there there's... So then after the performance with the father and the, like, I mean, the real, really devastating point for me is, is, or, like, where it diverges from my own personal experience of, like, having parents who can't access what you are or do in any way. But then you have the father after the performance basically be like, help me. Help me understand. Can you help me understand, like, what this is? Oh I mean, God. come on, and you I and you, and it's set up a little bit by early like when she gets picked up by from school and he's playing the music really loud in the car and it's right. like oh, I like hip hop because of the I can feel right. the bass. I mean, so also, there's a sense of like there is an access point here, where yeah, they, where they can meet. I've I've, it's interesting this like intersection of like, performance and and deafness where like because it is such a like physicalized language sign language Mm -hmm. it it has this kind of like relationship to dance and Mm -hmm. theater that like has has right taken on a life of its own through like deaf west that theater company that like occasionally is on broadway like winning tonys and stuff and that performer who plays the brother is like a deaf west regular Mm -hmm. like he's a real theater Uh actor um, as are Marley Matlin and Troy Kotzer, like, right. they're like the, they're like famous deaf actors. Yeah. But, um, there was so much of this movie that was so like physical, which was a mm-hmm. lot of why it was, I was so like moved by yeah. it. I was, yeah. It's so feeling mm-hmm. the way that this family communicates with each yeah. other. Yeah. And they're so like, this family was just... So, they're so believable in the way that they're expressive with each other. It mm-hmm. just felt like incredible intimacy. Even the way that they were sorting fish at the beginning, I was like, these people... Totally. ...know how to do this job? Like, I was like, this yeah. is like... They they really were, like, immersed in these performances of, like, yeah. learning how to do this stuff. I mean, Amelia Jones, who plays the woman in this movie, 
she learned sign language to do this Incredible. film. Incredible. She also, like, learned how to work on a fishing boat. Yeah. She learned how to sing. Like, none of this was... <laughs> she didn't know how to do any of those things. Yeah. And, like, so these people really, like, worked to do this film. It's incredible. I mean, yeah, so basically I was this very, like, two-sided experience for me of, like, this, this, the mm. acting, the story, the performances, and then the film itself felt, like, Nothing. made for TV. Totally. This is, like, maybe this was made for TV. Like, did Honestly, they... Honestly, I, I mean... They they made it's it so kind of and then it, they went blank. to Sundance and then uh-huh. and then there was a bidding war. Did you know this? No, but it make, I mean it makes sense. It was like the yeah. most successful bidding war in like the history of film, Incredible. where like Apple TV ended up paying some huge sum That's for like great. a no budget movie yeah. in order to get access. Every platform was bidding for it. Amazing. Well, because it is so effective. Well, I also think that there are probably like politics in terms of like what kind of content people are also trying to, like, include in their thing, which right. is great. I mean, honestly, like, watching that movie, I was like, can we please do more deaf films? Literally. Like, I think, for me, that was the great, like, formal thing of, like, we can do subtitles. Oh, so Give us mu- more of this content. And I want so much, so many more deaf actors in film because it's such a relief from... Also, but this, like, this physicality, I think, amazing. is also, like, such a good... Point and I'm trying to think like through because then you have the final audition and like her you know her initial fail and then like there's a there's a relationship between like the family and the labor and singing like there is a relationship like the mother is like not wrong I think and mm. that like part of her singing is to like have a space of her own and have Mm. her own identity Mm -hmm. but it's also in relationship to this so like her singing she needed her like a relationship to her family to sing i mean that's my reading of like this successful audition is like her really coming into her full like all the aspects of her life and and the physicality of signing is is part of accessing that space yeah i mean the whole time she was doing her school performance i was like i can't believe you're not gonna sign this for your parents right so like i needed that from yeah. her at yeah. the audition i was yeah. like you had better sign this performance <laughs> i was like i will kill this film if you don't do this well and i think it's not i mean it's also like is essentially her first live performance yeah so i think there's it's also for me this aspect of like oh she doesn't know she doesn't she's never she doesn't know the universe of like performance and like how like the various ways of communicating in that language yeah and she's not centered in like how my parents gonna experience this no she's like am i gonna be able to sing the song yeah i i couldn't believe when the cute boyfriend told i mean i could that he told friends at school about the jerk off sign language and then the girls were so mean to her but also, I was just like, I don't like. I didn't need all of these like very predictable plot lines in the movie. I wanted only the family. It all made sense in this like hallmark way. Yes. Yeah. They're like it was okay. the most like formulaic music s- yes. school journey. Yes. Save the last yes. dance. Yes. What What was that? And I think like maybe wisely in a sense of like we're not sure that we can even make this right like deaf. Right. Centered narrative. Right. So let's take something that's like very friendly uh, as I a mean, form. 
these actors like made this movie it everything. Is, it is everything. It's incredible. But also like something about like the the parents' sexual I love dynamic that. and like the physicality of their yeah. relationship is also really incredible. incredible. Yeah, well then you realize like you think about like for for them you're immediately brought into like their sexual universe and you think and then you realize, like, how the brother is communicating mm-hmm. with people through sex. And you're like, oh, like, of course. Like, if you can't, if you can't be talking to the person, like... Mm-hmm. The physicality is... You just have to go into the broom yeah. closet. Also, the, I mean, the, the daughter main character, like, listening to music, I was like, oh, this would be amazing. Just, like, I'd play music as loud as, like, wanted to. Oh, yeah, wake up in the morning, turn on the music, <laughs> screaming on the mm-hmm. boat while her brother and dad are just like whatever they don't hear you doesn't matter i used to do that when i'd mow the lawn when i was out in oh, idaho yeah, i would just like sing as loud as absolutely I'm and then people would be like we can hear you i'd be like oh well i can hear me so <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, very the, it's like me going to a dance I'm like i have a mask on no one can see me yeah exactly. i literally felt like i was invisible oh. i on my way home i was like oh i wasn't invisible no, you were just it's hiding absurd. in your mask. Like, psychotic. Like, thanks for making me watch that, or I would never, I would have never done it. Yeah, I don't know why I ended up watching it. It is like it's a strange. I don't know what it, and I don't because I no one. I asked has seen it, so I don't know what well, that it, is. Because it, I think it looks it is, regular. It looks objectively looks like corny. Yeah. But honestly, it, like, like they, is, but it also it shouldn't have won the best picture award at a movie honors awards. But what should have happened is that all of the actors should have been nominated, and yeah. like because the brother, the dad, yeah. the mom, the daughter, they should across the board have gotten nominations. And dad won. He did win, right. and none of the others were even nominated. Yeah. So I'm like, no, no, they all deserve nominations. They gave phenomenal performances, and that should have been like. The, the celebration the of that, that film. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was the gift, was yeah. their performances. Yeah. Um, I think that's right. It's hard because, like, I'm like, the story is both, like, the whole thing, but also the problem. Like, I, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to separate the story and kind of, like, what the film, the kind of basicness of the film it is unfortunate it is a film where the the actors and the performances are so good that all you can do is think about like how flawed the movie is in terms of like how it's made yeah (laughs) which is fine but i i I actually i didn't find it it was not offensive i didn't find it like that it got it was. I didn't find it distracting. No, me neither. I, it was more like, I was wow, I can't flow. believe that movie was one best picture. Sure, but also at the end. same time, I was like, I loved it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love, love, love. And also... That's why awesome. I wanted to talk about it, because I, I, the, the discrepancy of, like, the devastation right. and the experience of watching it, and then the sense of, like, that wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, like, today I'm not like, what an incredible film, but I am like, wow, I was so moved. Yeah. And also, then I did a little research after it was over, and I, I listened to an interview with Amelia Jones, who plays the daughter. And she's British. And wow. she was like, um, yet another thing to add yeah. to the list of, like, why it's such a great performance. Because, like, you, in no universe would you know she's British. Yeah. And she's, they're, she's talking to some guy, and he's like, 
also British, the interviewer, and he's like, well, you know, how did you get into, like, the musical aspect of this film? And she's like, well, you know, about a year before I started, like, training and, like, learning songs and learning how to sing and getting comfortable singing, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, how interesting, like, you come from, like, you know, a famously musical household because of your dad. And I was like, who's your dad? Like, last name Jones. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Anyone. Then I did a little research and I found out, oh, her dad is Alan Jones. And so I immediately knew, like, he was a famous English boy soprano. He's actually Welsh. Wow. And and I knew of Alan Jones. But what I, I didn't really know, like, what happened to Alan because he got famous when he was, like, 12 or 13 and then, like, mm. recorded albums and all of England was like, we love you. And this uh-huh. was, like, in the 80s. Yeah. And then now he's, like, her dad. And also he does, like weird liturgical kind of like British singing seems right yeah that makes sense he did this cuckoo thing where someone wrote a song that he recorded as like a I don't know 14 year old or something or 15 year old with the premise of him recording over it once his voice changed and so then like 10 years later Mm. or 20 years later or something he recorded the other Part, part of the song yeah. with himself and did you listen to that mm-hmm. and what was that like christian yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very like british uh-huh, and christian uh-huh. yeah yeah but anyways alan jones is her dad well now we have the full story of how it all happened i know fame i really think <laughs> i had a great time watching that movie and then learning about it yeah definitely recommend it yeah it's made by french people it's all french people oh are, have you are you caught up on staircase I don't know if I can keep going. Oh, what was the last episode you watched? The end of the trial? Yeah, I saw the end of the trial, and then I kept going and saw, like... Okay, Julia Pinoche. A lot of Julia Pinoche. See, I... So the owl comes in the next episode. I don't know if I can do it. It, I am, like, shook. Really? By that episode. And I'm not really sure why. And I... But I... There's another reenactment. I just can't watch her die in the staircase again. Uh, I, well, that's part of, like, the experience. You're like, I, I was like, we're gonna, we're gonna, they're gonna do another one. I know. It's so, I, I thought it was incredibly intense. I was like, I don't want to see it again. Don't, okay. don't. And don't then they do it. Okay. It's, but it's, it's. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, it's I'll get there at some point. I really love how they, they've kept women central. Oh, That's what I really like the turn Julia, to the Julia Binoche storyline and like the the girls. Yeah. Like because if this was just about him more centrally Unbearable. It's, it's I mean he's you know, the acting from everyone is incredible. But yeah. um Yeah, I I I mean Julia Binoche is stunning. I just started to find Always. it kind of like oppressive the show, mm. but I I think I can return. I just needed a break. I'm I'm really like chomping out the bit for another wow. episode. How many more can two. they do? I mean, that's what I felt after the the end of the trial one. I was like, I feel like I'm done with the yeah, show. Yeah, me. T- that's what I felt. But like, now I, the like owl thing is really. Wow, owl I don't theory. know. I don't know what it is about it, but it. Do you think it's just it's really good CGI? I can't. You don't tell me. I'll look I it think up. it's this, this feeling of like, you know, the whole premise of the documentary was about like the American justice system. Yeah. And I think like now people are really like no, but really how'd she die? Well, this thing of like 
guilty, not guilty, like, did he, did he do it or didn't he do it? And then, like, adding in the owl is this, like, third kind, I mean, it's still guilty, not guilty, but, like, this kind of, like, chaos. Mm. There's this element of, like, this thing that you feel so ridiculous is probably what happened. Uh. Like, that feeling is really chilling to me. Uh. And, and fascinating to throw into this like what feels kind of like black and white justice in America set up to be like what if it's something really weird like it's almost Twin Peaks David Lynch territory of like I mean that character did you meet the character who has the owl thing? Owl theory? Yeah. Like, the old guy? I'm like this guy is a he's, Lynch character. He's Lynch across the lawn for it's sure. great. I love that. And and then how that kind of grows into the episode of like no literally like an owl. Wow. And then it's like do you and I don't and also I don't know what the what happens here. Like I honestly like, do they exhume her? Not again. I you know, I mean, because the daughter says no, so they, right. they're like but how They can't you can't keep putting these people through all this stuff. It's ridiculous. It's it's incredible. Um did you did you watch the dropout? Yes, this is the... Yeah, this is the... Amanda, Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. I She's finished incredible. that. Speaking of... Uh, incredible Twin women. Peaks. Oh, is she Twin Peaks? Incredible. Oh. She's in The Return. She does have a very Twin Peaks kind of face. I think she's great. She's great. I finished Mom, The Dropout, yeah. and I, um... I, I didn't care about it, really. I didn't care a lot, but I needed to get to the end to, like, see the downfall I was like this has to end this has to end like other people need to win Mm -hmm. Um, and I need to see it I I, I just had to I had to see it I just had to see the breakdown of the whole thing and then like I just started doing like a little internet research and watched watched, like a 60 minute special and I was like people people are so ruined yeah. People are so ruined that this woman was like, I will do anything. I will tell a million lies because, like, my goal is to be a billionaire under the premise that I want to, like, save the world. Yes. She kept calling it, like, the most important innovation ever. People constantly are doing this in, like, the name of religion. The most important innovation in human history. I was like, this is ridiculous. Well, it was ridiculous. It's interesting because, like, the WeWork thing is a similar thing of like getting investors for this thing right. before right. like it works. Like, right? They're not making. They're spending. They've. They're always spending more money than they're making. Right, and, and I guess so that's like, which like, people take great pride in like having come in from the ground level and been like, I helped to discover this thing and I took a chance. On, like, this thing. Right. You know, all those, like, incredibly uber-rich, influential white men who, like, were supporting Theranos, they all thought that they were going to, like, get credit for, like, saving... Yeah, and rich, rich, rich. So rich yeah. for, like, saving the world. I mean, richer, richer, richer. Richer, richer, yeah. richer. Yeah. yeah. God, she... It's she bizarre. To see videos of the actual her... Yeah, yeah. You're like, uh, how did you convince anybody... You are so strong. 
Yeah. I don't... That's the part I really the don't understand. The dropout, because it's also very conventionally produced, doesn't... It's not, like, chilling. Like, that's what I like in the the, the staircase. There's, like, chilling yeah. aspects of it. And I'm like, these things should feel, like, disturbing. Yeah. But, oh, I mean, so I went to see this movie based on the Daniel Rampula recommendation. Daniel called and was like, so I saw this movie. I think Vortex? you should see it. It's called Vortex. Um, the director is Gaspar Noe. Uh-huh. Who's work I've, I don't think I've seen. Uh, I, I, think I need I to have. do some homework about it. What um, other the movies they've done? Those sexy films? I have films? no idea. I don't know. I yeah, there's a movie yet. called Love. Am I right? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I, you know, I've just seen this. So I just went. Uh-huh. This is what I did on the the what day? What are we? I was gonna um, say the Fourth of July, but it's no. Not yeah, that no. Time. It was the Monday Labor, May, Memorial Day. Yeah, I went to the beach. Um, and Daniel was like, "It's just formally like a lot like everything we've been talking about," and I was like, "I have no idea what that is." I don't know what, what are we talking, talking about? about. So I went in like blind, didn't yeah. know how long this movie was, what was it about, nothing. And wow, wow, we wow. Really? Yeah, I mean it's so the central formal thing is that it's for the it's mainly like a two screen. It's like a split screen oh, setup. I don't know. That sounds challenging. Um, well, it's it's. Why Daniel, because we've been talking about doing, playing with, like, cutting up the screens in different ways and um, doing it in a meaningful way, and which this does um, in a kind of unbelievable way that makes me feel like I can't do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, not exactly inspiring, but um, it's incredible. And, but it is also about, like, old people dying dementia mm. end of life kind of it's and starring Dario Argento uh-huh. which was I was like okay I guess you can act brilliantly this is insane wow. and it's it's, it's a like, cast of like four people director's acting is not a big surprise no because like who I else mean, does that like uh Peter Coyote or Peter Coyote no <laughs> Peter the Sam Shepard he's a writer <laughs> Sam Shepard. He's a writer and an actor. Sure. Is, is Sam Shepard still alive? Hard to like, say. Yeah. May have passed. Like, May have passed. That was too good to be... That was quite con- a mouth of to teeth. To continue. Incredible. Um, yeah. So, like, a third of the way through, I was like, this movie needs to be over now. Oh, no. One third? Yeah. And then One it, third? But it, it is incredible. But it was... It's bleak. It was hard to watch. Oh, no. Um, but how... But also, like, one-third, you're sort of like, is anything going to happen in this movie? And then start things start happening. Yeah. Right. But it's very, like... Uh, I mean, I felt like, is this a documentary? It was so... Oh, my God. ...brilliantly performed. that I, I And I, I still sort of, like, how did you make this? It's, it's incredible. What did um, I just see about dementia? Or, like, was it on TV? Was it a film? Was I talking to someone? I feel like, yes, there something, was something. There was something, um, right? But I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, it doesn't matter. I mean, Trisha Brown. Oh right? yeah, that's maybe what I was thinking about. 
hard. Really hard. The mind goes. Oof. It's really this movie is really that was. I mean, it's it was just sort of like the pacing aspect was also. It was like wow, really taking, a art film, art how film long? for sure. <sighs> Endless. No. I don't. I don't know how long it was. Oh, boy. It really felt like. Should I not go? Ooh. I'm not going. No, 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 no. It's way too hard. I don't really recommend. But you learn it something. Unless you're like a filmmaker. Because I was really not expecting. I was not in the you know. I was like, it's a beautiful day. Go see hot, this thing. Hot get it day. Done. It was a really hot day. Yeah, so, so it was nice to be in the air conditioning. But, I mean, there were like four other people. In the oh yeah, there. I love that. But it, it's been out for a, a month or so. so. Vortex. Incredible, incredible. Wow. But difficile. Très difficile. Um, yeah. Well, we should wrap up because I have to go... What time is it? To this... It's 3.29. Yeah, actually, I do need to go. Oh, wow. Um, um, that was fun. I'm glad we saw a lot of stuff. Yeah. Is that show still going on? It was just a Tuesday oh, just night one thing. Night yeah. This is This is part of like what's hard about dance. We can't really... Oh preview promo anything i know we're not i didn't even know i was gonna go i was organized either. well anyways <laughs> yeah I, yeah i don't even know what any dance that's coming up quite frankly no idea it just... it's summer vacation now so it's all about movies Ugh, i love movies i love them too i want to see the new jurassic park i kind of want to see the new top gun oh my god is that okay to say yeah i mean it's fun to see garbage, too, so. Yeah, for sure. In a movie theater. I mean, the new Fantastic Beast was, like, a very pleasant lobotomy for, like, three hours. I just was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I almost took a, took full a nap. nap to that, to whatever was on HBO, yeah. I just gotta. All right, well, until next week, uh, uh, maybe we'll have more movies time, or something else, or a guest, even. Oh, yeah, we I don't know. talking about a maybe, guest. Maybe, maybe, we'll see. Okay, well, we love you. We love you, Bye. Bye.